You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. Well, I don't know, man. I don't really know what all to say. That's why I'm... I had to decide what to do tonight, and I'm still not entirely sure. I am going to obviously start with this, Packernet After Dark. Um, I may or may not do the regular Packernet thing. I think I'm just going to save that for tomorrow morning. I'm not going in tomorrow. so. Um, but I, I, I'll be honest, and I don't know how this is going to go. Obviously, the game just ended, so I'm up in my feelings and whatnot, um, just parsing through that. But... I'm kind of happy to be doing this because you guys get me, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to be stupid and lame, but there, there is sort of that family aspect in terms of, you know, my, my wife and kids came home. My son was here with me. We watched the game and my son gets it, but, um, you know, they were supportive, but it's like, they don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, and then you go on social media and of course there's Lions fans and Vikings fans just trolling. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm not even, and I hate to say that I'm not going to go on there. Cause it's like, well, now you're just being a, a puss, but I just hey, what, what, what good is that going to do? So I'm just going to stay off there and let them just have fun and punch themselves out. But, but you guys, you get it. And although I'm not super excited about the, uh, kicking and screaming and whatnot that I'm sure is coming. And I'm sure you guys are going to get me right into it because I've been kicking and screaming a lot. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of punched out myself. <sighs> but anyways, this show is supposed to be about you, not about me. If you'd like to call in 608 508 the Green Bay Packers season has officially ended. Um, and I don't know, I'll, I'll save the commentary for tomorrow. New callers do go first. Looks like we've got a couple new callers. So we will start there. Make a couple changes. I should probably uh, delete the Discord because that's obviously blowing up right now. Um, I think they're doing a post game, but I didn't see anything about a link or anything, so maybe they're not. But I don't know if I have time for that anyway. So, uh, boop, boop, boop. I lost my tab. So many tabs. All right, let's get started to new caller number one. Ryan Slip. This is Matt. 
from Oconomowoc. Hey, Matt. And Corey, Corey from Oconomowoc. Hey, Matt and Corey. We are 40-yard line, 40 rows up. Hey, nice. Halftime. This is dirty. What the hell is going on? We're as loud as we can be. <laughs> and these guys, 9 to 6. <laughs> yeah, dude. What is going on? Hang in there. Help you, us out. Can you tell me what the fuck's going on? Right Get now? down here and help us out. This crowd is loud. We're trying to do our shit. Yeah, yeah. Hit that fleet. We're doing our best. Man. I know, man. I you guys, you, you, you did best. your best. We love you. I believe yeah, nice. you. I believe you guys. You you uh, I, is it Matt and Corey? Should I just put both of their names down? Even though I'm sure it's just one of their phone. Maybe they share a phone number. I'm not sure. No, I believe you, man. I'm sure you guys were in it. Um, I think the defense was in it. Special teams, more or less, was in it. I can't be too upset about the kick returns. I know they the the Lions have an incredibly good special teams unit. Mason Crosby did a great job. Um, obviously, he didn't hit the 53-yarder, but it was it was on a on a line, man. That thing was right down the middle, just not quite enough leg. I can't really be too mad at him for that. But uh, the offense didn't show up. The fans showed up. I think the de- I know everybody's going to be frustrated with the defense, and there were some issues, but I, I cannot blame the defense for that. Um, again, well, I'll I'll try to keep the commentary to myself until the the question comes up, but. Um. Yeah, they, they, that that's that's all I can say. I'm I'm glad you guys showed up. Um, but this is just a classic. I mean, th- this was a playoff game. This is what this was. This this was this was last year's 49ers. This was Tampa. This was 49ers before that. This is the same crap we've seen every single year. Every year, this is how we go out with an offense that can't move the ball, uh, an offensive line that can't block. Aaron Rodgers, who is just completely incompetent, the uh, the receivers who can't catch a ball, fumbles, bad play calling, can't run the ball. Every single time, it doesn't matter if we are the number one offense in football like we were in 2020 or just barely scratching and clawing. It doesn't matter if we're going up against the number one defense like Tampa or this dominant defense like San Francisco or a garbage defense like Detroit. It doesn't matter the circumstances. The Green Bay Packers... When it's all in or lose, their offense will crumble. And I'm freaking exhausted with it. I am so unbelievably tired of it. All right, I got the invite to jump on, so let's do it. Um, anyways, all right, so next new caller. Here we go. Sorry about the language. I'm not... Uh, Packernet After Dark might bleep some stuff out, might not. I don't know. It is what it is. Hey, Ryan. I got some stuff to say right now. <laughs> okay. So, it's halftime. Is this Corey? We're looking pretty dirty. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. You got me all hyped all week. I'm watching this team that's supposed to be pretty good. I'm sorry. The Lions, I don't even know what they're doing. That's my fault. They haven't done anything. But we haven't done anything either. So we sit in a 9-6 game right now at halftime. To be fair, it's primarily been the defense that's been kind of the thing. Um, Although, again... The offense was expected to do well in this game via me, and then didn't. But anyway, sorry. Continue. This is Corey, by the way. Yeah, I right. knew it. So I knew it was Corey. Well, your buddy is Matt and Corey, and you're uh, Corey. Yeah. So what the hell's going on? Maybe I'll call you again in the third quarter when we're up at my two touchdowns. I'll call you again. But right now, I I want you to tell me what's going on. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Like, we're better than this team. 
Like, this shouldn't even be close. You should be up by at least two scores. Right. So, do you have any insights? Yeah, I do. Uh, love the podcast. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Probably soon. Yeah, I do have insights. Uh, the the Lions basically didn't score any points that the offense didn't hand them in that first half. Uh, we went for it on fourth down on like our 30. That led to a field goal. Aaron Jones fumbled the ball. That led to a field goal. And then we had the missed, the missed field goal because our offense is incompetent, so they got the ball again at a midfield, and that led to a field goal. Um, so, yeah, our offense just could not do a freaking thing, couldn't take advantage of anything. Uh, I think Rodgers had what, two picks that ended up not being picks because of uh, penalties, and then the third one ended up sticking or something like that. It's just... <sighs> and, and and I can't help but feel bad for the defense, and I know people are going to get frustrated because they kind of broke down at the end, but I'm so tired this year of the offense constantly asking the defense to do way too much. The defense is over keeping them to three points and then six points and then... Just no points whatsoever. Like they just weren't doing anything. It was the I think they had six. It was the second lowest point total the Lions have had at halftime all season. And we can't win that game because our offense can't do anything. And and yeah, oh, well, their defense is getting better. I don't give a crap. I don't care. They're getting how much better? Can't move the ball better. And that's the other thing I'm tired of is, is the defense, the Lions, oh, man, you, you, they're really stepping up. I knew that they'd play hard. Yeah, that's why Dobbs dropped the ball twice, because the Lions are playing hard. That's why Jones fumbled. That's why Lazard dropped a third-down conversion. That's why Dylan dropped an easy third-down conversion that hit him right in the freaking hands, because the Lions are just so talented. That's why all those drops happened. That's why Rodgers threw it behind A.J. Dillon, five yards behind him in the end zone when he decided to run and then decided he didn't want to last minute throw it to Dillon, except not throwing it anywhere near A.J. Dillon because the Lions are just so freaking talented. Come on. Anyways, I got to get this press conference up because I'm expecting an Aaron Rodgers retirement announcement here after all the speculation. Dude, I'm what, what is going on with this, by the way? I mean, this might be answered by the time tomorrow rolls around, but first of all, am I the only one? that heard one of the female announcer ladies, the sideline reporters say something like Roger said, this will be his last game or so. Like it was something like that. I was like, what did she just say? And then they just kept on going. Like I must've misunderstood that. And now it's just like, I just keep seeing comments. Like this is Roger's last game. And it's like, I thought we all agreed that he was coming back. Like what's going on. I saw the comment about, I'm going to hold on to this one. I get it. Um, personally, I think, when somebody is insignificant, no offense, as a rookie who has like five yards receiving, asks you for a game jersey, the last of the season, and potentially the last of your career, um, you know, you probably, as politely as possible, tell them no. And one way to do that is say, ah, I'm going to hang on to this. Thanks, bud. Oh, geez. I listened to the first 30 seconds of what Matt LaFleur said, and it's just the dumbest crap ever. We dug ourselves in too big of a hole. You were down by like two points for five seconds. What are you talking What hole? You were leading the whole game, and you were down for five seconds and threw a pick. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? We were in too big of a hole. Margin of error is too small, so you can't be making mistakes, especially against quality teams. Yeah, that's true. So maybe you should have stopped at any point ever, because that's all you did the whole game, especially the offense. Mistake, 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 mistake. We had to freaking pull an offensive lineman. It was so bad. Never seen run blocking as pathetic as that. Isaiah freaking bugs. 
who I specifically remember was ranked 103rd out of 103 defensive tackles to start the season. That guy, I watched the highlight reel in-game, whooped every single offensive lineman we have. I'm sorry, this is your show, not mine, but good lord. Anyways, I am going to make an executive decision after getting done with all the new callers. Um, I think I'm going to skip ahead to when the game started. The reason being, number one, I have 35 calls to get through. And number two, I don't want to play the, hey, this is so-and-so, hope we have a good day today, calls. For obvious reasons. So, apologies to uh, people that called in to wish us good luck. Also, Chris, I'm going to spare you. I just read your call because I wanted to see if it was before or after the game started um, with your prediction because nobody wants to hear that back. You know, I know you don't want to hear that back, but we are going to start with Chris from Alabama. Um, Maybe we're not. Is this right before the game started? Yes, we will start with it. This is before the game, but this is actually a really good call to start with. Ryan, Chris, Alabama. I had to say one more thing. I'm sorry for calling so much. I had to say one more thing. You're good, man. Sorry I didn't play your calls. No matter what happens tonight, I am proud of this team for fighting, bro. Yep. We were left for dead, four and eight. Nobody gave us a chance, even me and probably a lot of more Packer fans thought the season was over, bro. And I feel like trash for that, man. I kind of Gave up hope on the team. I got it back, but I gave it up. So I feel like trash. I should never should have gave up hope on the team. But I did want to say before this game kick off, I, I don't know if you can hear my TV, but but they got the got the little theme music going on <laughs> in the background. So we're about to kick off. Simpler times. I'm proud of this team of showing fight, grit. So no matter what happens tonight, win or lose. I'm proud of the team for not giving up when the chips were down. I I'm done till halftime. I promise I ain't coming back no more till halftime. I'm calling back at halftime, but I ain't gonna call back no more till halftime. About to lock in, about to dial in, <laughs> and get ready for the game. Cause just like the like the song say, I've been waiting all day for <laughs> Sunday night, and it's finally time. So let's get it. Let's handle our business. Go pack, go. Oh, man, Chris, you're making me so sad right now for a lot of reasons. First of all, thinking about just a few hours ago, me and my son were, there's nobody else in the house. It was just him and I. So we had the big TV. We went to the Gat. We went to Quick Trip, got some chips. I got a Quick Trip pizza, which is delicious. Their chicken Alfredo is delicious. They don't pay me to say it, but, you know, maybe someday. Um, But we were just screaming. We were belting out that song, man. We were up, dancing, high-fiving, just partying it up. Um, that kind of sucks. Also, you're right about feeling like trash. I, I was, I was out, I spent hours collecting receipts in hopes that we were going to win the game so that I could play those receipts tomorrow. And what I was going to do was also find some of my own because I own some of that too. And I, and I I started to feel the same way. Like I should know better, you know, you should know better than to count your team out before it's too late. That's not to say that maybe we weren't right to say, we, you know, maybe we should think of going to love or whatever, but, you know, there is a deeper thing with, you know, giving up on your team and feeling bad. It's the reason I said, you know, somebody had called in on this show and said, don't give up on the team. And I said, you know, you're right, because I remember back in, I think it was 
2010, 2016, whatever, both of them, one of them, saying, I'm never doing this again. I'm never making this mistake again of counting this team out until they're all the way out. And I did it again. And I did feel bad about that. And um, I need to not do that. You know, we'll get into the analysis. And, and, and it's one thing to say, I don't think they're going to win. But still, to, to completely give up and say the season's over, forget this team, they're whatever, um, that sucks. Because, again, you get to this point and you do feel like trash. But the, the thing that made me the, the most sad about the call is when you said how proud of this team you were because they didn't give up. They had grit and they fought. And to see them lose this way because they didn't have fight. They lost because they didn't have grit. They didn't have the motivation or the passion. To see the offensive line that I've been bragging about just collapse. To see the run game that I've been bragging about go against one of the worst run defenses in football, and they can't run the ball. To see one of, I feel like, one of Rodgers' worst games. I mean, he had like three picks in this game. Two of them came back, but, I mean, he was, and then the drops, Lazard, third down, or I think it was a third, it was a, it was a first down. I don't know if it was a third down conversion or not, but he dropped a critical pass. Dobbs dropped two passes. A.J. Dillon, I think it was a third down pass, hit him right in the hands, and he dropped it. I just, you know, for the season to end like that, especially since that's how our season has ended seemingly every year with the team just imploding, especially the offense just completely giving up. You know, we all had hoped that this would be different because they had that grit and they did fight back and they were the underdogs and maybe this would be different. It just wasn't. It's the same thing. Um, and, you know, to be fair, it's got to be hard on the on the team too. I can't explain it, but to to work that hard, to fight all the way back and to to really start to believe in your team and then to just not show up and embarrass yourself on national television and in front of the the whole world in your home stadium. um, That's brutal. And it's sad that it had to end that way. It's Jersey Mike. Um, So Forrest is like, what, six inches? Uh, Have we ever called a QB sneak? Uh, When when is the last time that the Packers have called the QB sneak? I I just want to know. So they did call one later in the game, and I think they they called one earlier this season, and I remember being shocked because I don't think I've ever seen Rodgers run a sneak, and if he did, it was a long time ago. But I I said the exact same thing to my son in that situation. Fourth and inches, just sneak the ball. I said, said, first of all, run it up the middle, and if you don't want to do that, you should have just snuck it with Rodgers. I think we've done it twice this year and was successful both times. I mean, it's a pretty automatic play. It certainly seems better than running it, which is better than passing it, which is better than an end around with Lazard. Um, You know, again, if the play works, the coach is a genius, but I don't know why we had to get so cute in this game. I don't understand it. I don't know why we couldn't just play our style of football. We had to line up and pretend like this was the Super Bowl and we're going to pull all the tricks out of our bag and do all this cutesy stuff and go for it on fourth down from the 35 yard. Like, just punt the ball. Come on. What are we doing? But yeah, that's how that's how today went. Hey Ryan, it's Greg. Hey, it's half time. Apparently, we don't want this game very bad the way we're playing. Yeah, I uh, just can't believe the red zone stuff that's going on. Ridiculous. We got fumbles and drop passes and yeah, um, delay a game. A you're delay right. of games. That's just terrible. And the delay of game didn't that come immediately after we took a timeout to not get a delay of game? I mean, and again, it's this stupid stuff like Aaron. 
you have been in this is this is what's tiring too about the you know he he's a he's a this that or the other he's been in for I exactly that's exactly why he shouldn't be doing these things you know that's what that's where the extra added frustration comes in with like the 15 yard sacks and you know it's easier to forgive Romeo Dobbs a rookie having a drop as opposed to some of this stuff but but I don't know how you get these delay of games like look up look Look, it's right there, and you should have something in your head. There should be a little shot clock going in your head that says, dude, it's got to be getting close. And it's just such a consistent thing. And to take a timeout because we were about to, you know, the, the coach had to take a timeout because you weren't paying attention, and we'd strut back out on the field and get a delay a game penalty. I don't understand, dude. Chris from Alabama, man. Hey. Halftime. Half time, nine to six Packers. Yep. Uh, defense is playing okay. Actually, defense is playing pretty good. I'm not. <laughs> it's funny because that's exactly how I felt about. It. I felt like nothing was going right, and then you look at the score, and it's like actually, that's pretty good. They're on track for twelve points. That's incredibly good. Don't say okay. They playing pretty good. Yeah. The offense got to get it together. We got to finish drives, man. We got to finish drives, bro. Uh, we, we, we're not finishing drive. We got three field goals on three opportunities that we should have had touchdowns on. That's not going to cut it, man. That's not going to cut it. If we're going into the playoffs and try to make a run, we have to finish these drives. I like what the defense did. I don't know what in the world Rasul was doing on that last play field goal deal with the penalty. I don't know what that was, but second half, we need to buckle down. Defense, keep doing what you're doing, but this offense, they need to get it together. They need to get it together. This score should be minimum 17 to 6 right now. Right. I say at minimum, two touchdowns should have been scored right now. I don't know what's going on, but this ain't cutting it on the offensive side of the ball right now, man. We got to get it together, bro. We got to get it together, and we need to do what we got to do. Or this might be a long second half. This might be a long second half. I like what I'm seeing from the defense. Defense as a whole is playing well. Savage is playing great. Savage is playing great in this first half. So all we got to do is keep doing what we're doing on defense, and the offense finish drives. And this game is ours, man. Go pack, go, man. Offense got to get it together, man. I'm, 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 I'm disappointed in this offense, man. I just called in that 300 yard uh, deal that I was talking about. That probably won't happen, but Christian Watson <laughs> does have 55 yards so far, so he halfway home. So uh, he might get the hundred in the second half if the offense can get it together. Let's see what we got, man. I have to play to the playoffs. Let's finish the job. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, and, you know, I was actually pretty optimistic we would win the game, but I think the thing that I was at, at halftime I'm talking about, um, I think the thing that was disappointing is that the team I was watching wasn't telling me that we were going to do anything in the playoffs anyways. And that was the hardest part is it, it felt like we just got eliminated right then and there because either we were going to lose to the Lions or we were going to lose to the 49ers the next week because that team wasn't going to beat anybody. So that was the hardest part about halftime is, is, 
it really felt like it was over. Even if we came back and won, unless we came back in, in heroic fashion, then we can go into the week being like, well, you know, they didn't play good for a half, but they got a spark. They got to do better than that. They got to be more consistent, but whatever. We don't need to dwell on it. We'll just see how they do um, next week in San Francisco. Stuff happens, a win's a win, right? But unless that happened, and I'm talking about coming out just with fireworks, I just was not feeling good about the team at all. Hey, what's going on? Let's open out a firefighter, man. Hey. Uh, I don't know if we're going to win or lose. I'm, this is the third quarter where Crosby just missed the field goal, yeah. which, again, I was calling about that before it even happened. Why is Matt LaFour asking Rodgers, do you want to go for it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, this, this is ridiculous. We, we actually... Me and Clayton and Jacob did a live stream after the game, and we talked about that. Uh, just just in terms of, of Matt LaFleur's leadership, um, I'm sorry, but but if you're the head coach, you're not asking anybody anything. I swear, I, I if I'm not mistaken, he, he was saying, should we punt, should we punt, should we punt, and he was looking out on the field. I don't give a crap what the quarterback wants to do. That needs to be your mentality. I understand there's... There's like a, a a change in the way things happen because of Aaron Rodgers, and we're trying to get him more involved and stuff. And do, dude, he does not make those decisions. You are the head coach, and you've got a whole team of people upstairs that crunch numbers and they run all the analytics. If you want to ask for advice, you ask them for advice. What what are you doing? Asking and and it just feels like he does that all the time. You know, th- there are times, and you know, this is. I hate talking about this stuff because people are going to get mad about it because you're you're reading too much into stuff. But I, I really think as we try to explore the answers to what some of the problems are, and I've kind of alluded to this back when we were having issues earlier on about the culture and stuff. I don't I don't want to be. Let's just say I don't know, but let's theorize for a minute because I really do like Matt Lafleur. But the only word that comes to mind with him is is soft. There are times when the play doesn't go right, and I swear the look on Matt LaFleur's face is, I hope Rodgers isn't mad at me for this. Am I the only one? He's got this look on his face like, I, I really hope like I didn't just upset Rodgers. Like he looks up, like he looks nervous when things don't go well, and Rodgers is throwing a, 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 a tirade. And even the way they talk when they're on the sidelines, you know, it seems like Rodgers is the one in control, and Matt LaFleur is kind of, you know, like trying to work his way up to it, it's kind of like a rookie co- uh, to, to quarterback relationship not head coach I'm in charge of this freaking football team relationship um and yeah I saw that too and it's just it just is you just have to roll your eyes and go what what are we doing here what is this you're the head coach like who's the coach here like this dude like I'm pissed right now right like I'm sure a lot of fans are right now because like the play calling is sucking. Like I don't know what's up with Rogers. Like he thought like the ball was low to Dobbs. Like he like it's this is terrible. But I'm more pissed about the play calling. The play calling is horrible. They don't know how these trick play stuff. Like look, just right. play, just line up. Yeah, play. that's exactly what I what I was saying, and and that's exactly what Clayton and I talked about prior to the game. Don't get cute. Just play football. What is all this cutesy stuff? I don't get it. Man, like literally, that's 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 all you need to do. They doing all this trick stuff. Like they got Lazard running into rounds. Like he switched with Watson or something. Like right. Lazard is not a fast receiver. He's not 
gonna need to be doing end arounds. Unless you're gonna like warn the two, three yard line by the red zone, they need to change what they're doing. So hopefully they do by the time we get to this, we celebrate a victory. My second thing is I'm pissed about is I did a little bit, a touchdown bet, and I needed Lazard, and this is the tricky part, but, uh, a tight end, uh, Lewis to, to, to get it. Um, and it's not working out very well right now, so it's, that's that's also pissing me off. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. I, like I'm so mad. I, I'm trying to remember if his, if his name is even Lewis. Like, yeah, it is. Um, see, that's how mad I'm tripping. I don't know what's going on in my brain, man. But so I'm mad about that. It's two touchdowns, and um, we can't even get that. So hopefully, I get my touchdowns and we get this W. All right, talk to you later. Well, the only game bet aside from taking the Packers to win, which obviously I got wrong, um, and that was with the points, but it doesn't matter either way, um, was that Jared Goff would run for 1.5 yards or more, and he did that. He took off and ran on a play. And I was mad at first until I remembered that, and I was like, oh, at least I got that right. But, uh, yeah, that uh, everything sucked about that game. Hey, it's Jimmy. I'm going to try one more of these, see if you can hear me. It's 9-6. to six. The Packers just missed the field goal, and... Uh, I'm sure we're all feeling the same way right about now. Maybe we'll win this. Maybe we'll get to the playoffs, but shouldn't feel like we're going to do much to get there. Exactly. Um, I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, I'm glad I'm here. Glad we're winning, technically, but, uh, you know, we're playing a team that has nothing to play for and we're only up nine to six. Mm, I don't know. Go back home. Yeah. And, and again, I, I keep getting stuck on it, but. Their defense isn't their strength. If we're going to struggle, it's it should have been more of a shootout. They're an offensive football team, and we couldn't move the ball against them. So I don't know what to say about that. All right, so now we're down 13-9, to nine, and uh, I just want to follow up by saying uh, now's the time. I mean, listen, if we want to be a playoff team, we got to earn it. we got to make plays to get in the playoffs. Because if we can't make those plays, then we're not going to make it in the playoffs anyway. So there's no more uh, motivation that we need. We're now losing this game, yep. and uh, it's time to show we're a playoff team. Not you know, good luck in the off season. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there were. I felt like there were a lot of those moments where it's like, all right, this is it. We got to do something here. This is it. And and occasionally the defense would step up. They'd get the offense off the field, or you know, they'd they'd make some kind of a play, or, or at least hold them to three, and. Um, then again, it would be, all right, you're up offense. Let's do this. Let's get back in this. You had a rough start, but we got this. And it just, it never materialized into anything. (laughs) Must be the touchdown. You can hear the music in the background. Well, at least you got that going for you. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading 
as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Uh, this is just after Aaron Rodgers almost threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Like two times, Kirby Joseph. You know, he, he, he spies freaking Aaron Jones coming out of the, uh, wherever the heck he's coming from, and he goes to get an interception, and luckily Kaminsky puts hands on Bakhtiari's face. Aaron Rodgers is garbage. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh, don't worry, he'll get his pick. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what some of those throws were, man. Um, I mean, I, I know with the... Watson pick he had a guy in his face like you know I mean there's there's always excuses then don't throw it um the throw that was picked off to Aaron Jones wildly underthrown um just 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 everything everything was wrong with today and uh yeah I mean it wasn't just Rodgers it was it was everything the offensive line was terrible the entire game the penalties um but, you know, th- this is why Rodgers is who he is. He is held to a higher standard than a guy on, in the first year of his rookie contract, right? Highest paid quarterback in football, that whole thing. Remember that? You got that contract because you're not just an average quarterback. You are a guy that makes serious plays. You're not a guy that doesn't know the clock is hitting zero and we get penalized for it. You're not a guy that... Um, takes a sack when you're staring right at a guy. You're not a guy that doesn't know how to throw the ball away. You're not a guy that airmails it down the field and throws three interceptions and two of them he gets bailed out for. I think it was three. Am I wrong about that? Maybe it was two. I don't know. Um, just, just I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. I don't know what to say about that. What's up, hey, we got some stuff Corey. Oh. Well, he's not saying anything. Look, <laughs> <laughs> guys are so drunk. Uh, yeah. we're rolling up, Harold. This is uh, end of the third quarter. Okay. No, we're still playing like shit. We're six minutes left in the fourth. Okay. They just scored. So we're down by four. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Ryan Swift, you want to say hi? Santa Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Yeah, that's Ryan. <laughs> if we don't win this game, we're absolute trash fraud. Yeah, dude, we got we got some problems. Just like okay? the bike. We are trying our best. We've been watching. I can hardly talk anymore. <laughs> we're trying to get everyone going. Well, I just can't even get down the what? field. Like, just, we should be able to move the ball on the team. We're going to win on field goals. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's done. It's done. No. No, what on this time? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I know you got a two minute limit. 
Right, shut the, the fuck phone. up. We got some games. No. You shut the fuck up. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, Okay. Keep Here we go. Uh, go back. Go. Fuck you, dude. Thank you, um, Matt and Corey, my new favorite callers. Too bad there's no more games for them to go to and get hammered and call in. What uh, What were they talking about? We got to do stuff. Can't get down the field. Oh, we're trash frauds, I think was the term. We look like the Vikings out there. That was my favorite line in that. Hey, Ryan, it's Brett from Merrimack. Hey. It's been a while since I called in. It's some family emergency issues going on. But anyway, yep. Everything that went wrong in the season showed up in the last game of the season. Yeah. It mattered the most. How fitting. Three. It really did just feel like this is this is the Packers that we saw early in the season. You know, the defense looked good, but there were still issues. Like, why did you do that? Like, even they had that, what, fourth down conversion, and Jair was like eight yards off. And I listen, I, I get it. I'm not a schematic guy. I'll go, well, technically, blah, blah, blah. Dude, if you have one yard to go, and there's a guy out wide, and the corner is that far off, is that not just like 100%? Just run a quick out? I mean, if the corner can't get there fast enough, why wouldn't you throw it? As soon as he he broke to the outside, Jair sprinted to get there as fast as he could, and he couldn't get there in time. What sense does that make? What sense does it make to have a corner standing so far back that if they throw the ball at the sticks, he can't get there in time? In what universe is that your best possible option? E27 left in the fourth quarter. Quay Walker, dumb. Rasul Douglas, dumb. This is what an undisciplined team looks like. No surprise about that. Aaron Rodgers overthrowing people. Aaron Rodgers underthrowing people. I'm sure he'll come out and say they ran the wrong route. Same thing all season. Matt LaFleur making boneheaded calls. Ugh, defense played okay. And then when it mattered, they reared its ugly head again, too. So, not surprised by this one bit. I actually expected it. You can only win so many before, you know, your carriage turns into the pumpkin. But, yeah, I guess I'll just wait to hear what you have to say. I guess it was a good fight while it lasted. I don't know. They would have got smoked by the 49ers next week anyway. So yes. it is what it is. Um, I think Aaron will come back here. I don't want him to. I want to move on from him, but he's too stubborn not to. I am happy for Jamal Williams, though. He was a great Packer, and he deserves all the success. But anyway, uh, I guess let's see what you have to say. Go Pack Go for 2023. Yeah, I, I, the hardest part is I'm not, I'm really not ready. I, it, it, it's such a weird feeling. Um, I guess just because we haven't been eliminated from playoff contention in a little while, but 
like it didn't even hit me until today that today could be the last of the season. And now we're here and it's like, I'm, I'm not ready for off season. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be that hard to transition, but it's like, I, I, how did we get here? Like five seconds ago, I'm looking into the playoffs and, and the different teams and uh, it's weird. It's, it's, it's just a very weird feeling, but off season's fun. We'll have some fun. That's it. That one night, <laughs> nothing went right. Right. Did I do that right? I did that right. So, so we done defending Aaron Rodgers? Like, like, are we done? We done doing that? Uh, uh, Jersey Mike here. Uh, yeah. So, um, sick and tired of watching Aaron Rodgers throw balls up, um, because he looks like a rookie quarterback. Like, maybe, maybe even worse than a rookie quarterback. Um, so, like, buying good guns, like, now is the time to get rid of him. Or, I mean, we gotta wait, obviously, till, till June, right? So we don't waste our, our cap space there. But, like, jeez. Oh, I hate this man. I hate this man. He talks all about manifestation and manifesting destiny and how he feels right about this and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and he doesn't feel right enough to see, you know, instead of launching new codes to, uh, you know, Christian Watson, who's double covered, you think you'd go to, like, the guy you've been going to when you need to, Alan Lazard, who's right there open on the slant and you just put a good ball on him, but... No, no, you're you're always good when the blitzes come at you. You're you're better. You know how to identify the open man, right? Not Christian Watson in double coverage, right? You saw Alan Lazard, but that's why. I, 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 okay, okay. Again, sick and tired of it. But but even worse, Matt Lafleur. I am sick and tired of being able to figure out when this offense is running the football like it's clockwork. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of watching the receivers identify which side of the field the freaking ball is being run to. I am sick and tired of every single time Aaron Rodgers says can, can, can. I know exactly that they're running the football. I mean, I- I've heard of coaches telegraphing, but, but this is beyond me. I'm sick of this. Quay Walker... I'm, I'm going to call back in a second because I'm about to run out of time. But Quay Walker, I don't, I don't think what he did was wrong. And I, I'm going to call right back. That's a different take. Um, I guess it took you a while to collect your thoughts. We got a couple calls in between, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over about Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I feel like he is a perfectly mediocre quarterback. And if that's what we're going to get out of him, I want to move on to to Jordan Love. Um, I know that he's not where Aaron Rodgers is intellectually, but nobody is or will be. And um, if that's our mentality, then I guess we're just never going to move on to a new quarterback. I think from what I saw from Jordan Love was better than what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers. Very small sample size. But I would like to explore that. I loved the anticipation. It just felt like it fit with Matt LaFleur is, is trying to do. Matt LaFleur is very, it's not up to the quarterback. It's up to the coach. I'm going to run this play with the expectation that you're going to throw to this guy. And you can tell Jordan Love is doing that because watch him play. The level of anticipation, it actually reminds me a lot of what they said about Tua, which ended up working to his detriment a little bit. But the anticipation in this coverage, during this play, this guy's going to come open at this time. If you go back and watch Jordan Love, that ball is almost out of his hand. 
before the receiver even comes out of his break. And the ball is put pinpoint accuracy with a ton of velocity right on the player. And so even if Jordan Love is going to be inconsistent in that, that's still not worse than Rodgers. Because with Rodgers, it just it always feels like he's not really sure what to do or where to go or I don't really know. And, you know, that's fine if you're still going to be MVP Aaron Rodgers who just throws these dimes. And he had a couple, you know, but nothing super fantastic. I mean, the throw to, to Watson was solid. Um, the throw to Dobbs was great, even though he dropped it. But otherwise, it's like, and, and that's the thing. Like, oh, well, he, what about that throw? Literally every quarterback in football has one of those throws a game. That has nothing to do with anything. So I like Aaron Rodgers. I've been a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. I enjoy Aaron Rodgers as a person and his personality on these shows and stuff. Not all the time, but sometimes. I just think it's fun to have an outspoken guy and, and just because it's you don't usually get that. I mean, back in the day, the players would never talk, and now we get to hear every thought that goes through your quarterback's head, and some people wish they couldn't, but I like it. Um, but as a player, it's just not working. And, and and honestly, it did kind of feel like we were stuck because you're obviously not going to bench Aaron Rodgers. But even in this game, I'm looking at it like he's just not good. This is bad. And it feels like if this wasn't Aaron Rodgers, if this was Jordan Love and some other rookie, Jordan Love would have been benched. Or the other rookie or whatever would have been benched for Jordan Love. But it's because it's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or any other established starter. You're not going to sit your established starter, even though that might be the best option. Maybe his hand was super jacked up. I know he was wincing and all that stuff. And, and that's the thing. Again, it's like, at what point do you say, this is bad? His, his throws are bad. His hand is jacked up. We, we just, we have to do something. They're, and that's the thing. They're never going to do that. And... um it's just not good enough. It's just not. I mean, it's it's bad. And um, to be the highest paid person at the most important position in the entire NFL, um, you you should be better than subpar. And he's just not. And um, I don't know what other opinion to have on that other than... Uh, I, I guess the question is, if we knew 100,000% that Rodgers would come back, it would be for one more year, but he would be like 2019 Rodgers again. I'm guessing 99% of Packer fans would do it. I'm on the fence still because I don't want to risk losing Jordan Love for one year. I'm, I'm, I'm very much big picture long term. Short term doesn't intrigue me nearly as much. And I feel like a lot of people are super focused on on this year. Um, even if you told me we would have a better year with Aaron Rodgers than Jordan Love the ne- next year, I would probably still want to go on with Jordan Love because it's not about who's better. It's about this is done. This chapter is over. We are not going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers because even if Aaron Rodgers comes back and is, is, is really playing well, there's so many questions and there's so many issues. We have to move forward, and freeing up cap space is going to be a big part of it, which will help with moving on from Aaron Rodgers, but also some of the other hefty pieces that we're keeping on the contract because we're going all in with Rodgers, and we're doing things with the salary cap and with these contracts that we shouldn't be doing. Um, there's, a, there's a bigger picture to winning a football game, 
and we're losing this window with Jordan Love and we're losing this opportunity because we want to just we just refuse to let go of this thing that's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Can you not see that? Look at what happened this year because we refuse to let go and we're still refusing to let go because maybe he wants to come back and maybe he'll come back and be even better. And even if he comes back and maybe he's better, then maybe we can actually win a Super Bowl this time, even though we have no real reason to believe that. And we're going to risk losing our future quarterback for that. And, and that's best case scenario. The more likely scenario is he comes back and we get exactly this all over again. Mediocre version of Aaron Rodgers, who, yeah, sometimes he does great things and, and throws good passes like everybody else does. But the other half of the time, he's throwing inexplicable head-scratching turnovers that just don't make any sense. So, again, I'm, I'm happy for what he did for us. Um... And I want the best for Rodgers, um, but I also want what's best for the Packers. And I'm at the point right now where I don't think Rodgers coming back is what's best for the Packers. I just don't. So so the NFL needs to get this Quay Walker thing right, like right now. They need to apologize to this man. I don't care who you are on an NFL football field. <laughs> when you walk up to a dude who's playing defense, right, who's all amped up, and your medical staff, you can't just try to push a big dude out of the way coming up behind him where he has no idea who you are. Yeah, he put hands on him and probably instantly regretted it once you realized who had put hands on him. Realized it wasn't a player. Realized it wasn't, you know, like, like, are we kidding us? Are we kidding us right now, NFL? So medical staff can walk up to players and push them, and the players can't push them back? It's absolutely disgusting. The only people who are on the field who are allowed to put hands on players are players or referees. How about we do that? Quay Walker was backing up. He was moving back. There was no reason as a medical professional for you to put your hands on Quay Walker. The NFL needs to apologize for kicking Quay out of this game. All right? That is absolutely ridiculous. They need to go over that policy and make it that both people can't touch each other. You know, if your medical staff and you go up on a player and you push them, that's on you. You you get a penalty thrown on you. How about that? You know that that's absolutely ridiculous. But on but on top of that, right? It, it is not the defense's fault. You know, if I'm the defense, I am livid. This offense yeah. is anemic. It's disgusting. I know everybody knows what plays we're running. Everybody knows where we're running plays to. How many times do we got to run a freaking jet sweep? To, to see that they, they're queuing off on it, they know it. But, geez, I mean, just the ineptitude. If I'm the defense, I'm absolutely losing my mind and committing penalties yeah. because this offense is garbage. I, I hope we get this right in the offseason, and I hope we make some changes. We don't, we don't need Rodgers anymore. I'm done with this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the only thing I can think in that regard is if that is the case, Quay needed to make that very clear early on. Rather than pushing the guy and being like, well, whatever, and walking away, he needed to immediately play it up and be like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. I just, somebody came up and pushed me, you know, like go over to the ref, put your hands up and be like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was you. Like, I just thought some guy came up and pushed me, but he didn't. He shoved the guy and kind of just like stared at him like, what are you going to do? And then started walking away. And when other guys got in his face, he started like screaming and um, 
again, I, I get it heat of the moment, but this is going to be a penalty. And so it's kind of on you to plead your case immediately. And, you know, again, throw your hands up and be like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, kind of like Justin Jefferson smacking a, his helmet into the back of the ref. He didn't even do anything. But the point is, like, obviously I didn't try to hit the ref. Like, I just took my helmet off. I'm sorry. It was just a, it was just a mistake. Even if you did know that it was a medical professional and you shoved him, you should have played it up and been like, oh, hey, I didn't, I didn't know it was you. I'm sorry. I thought it was uh, that guy over there. He keeps pushing me. I don't know. I thought it was him. I'm sorry. But, you know, again, especially with, you know, you heard the announcers playing up the the fact that it was a medical professional that brought uh, DeMar Hamlin back to life. And so it's like, how dare you um, touch anyone that is a medical professional so that amplifies everything so trying to plead the case of quay walker i think it was going to fall on dead ears no matter what deaf ears dead ears it doesn't matter i can't say things um yeah no i think that's it uh do we play omars i think i skipped a couple let's let's go with omars there was one on his omar fire fighter well you know i'm pissed because i lost a bet yeah uh almost got it so I'm pissed about that, but at the, but I'm not so pissed, I guess, as far as losing, because I don't like I said that we not we didn't play. I can tell this whole game, the first half, we're not playing like a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. So it's kind of like, what's the purpose of going to the playoffs if if you're not going to win the Super Bowl? Like Seattle, they going to the playoffs, they're not going to win next next right. game. So it's like really, what's what's the what's the purpose? You know, it's it's. I know a lot of times a lot of people was comparing it to the 2015 Super Bowl. That team scored points. <laughs> they had offensive weapons. They they scored points. The, the trouble wasn't offense. It was the upper sound defense. You know they had defensive players, but they always didn't shut people out. But they scored points. So I knew if we had a chance to go to playoffs, that we had a good chance to win the Super Bowl that year. This year, we ain't been scoring a lot of points, and I don't know if it's Rogers hurt last drive or what but it's like I'm wondering like how the game would have looked if Jordan Love would have played I'm not saying that he's better I know Roger did some some things that a veteran quarterback do but the fact that the Lions swept us is embarrassing and they haven't played excellent football either you know what I'm saying so that's why I hurt it's like if it was the Vikings that knocked us out I'd be like cool but it's the, the Lions swept us I would have never thought that um, I don't think their their team is better than ours, especially with their 32 ranked defense. And the fact we couldn't put up no more than 16 points against them is terrible. So we got to do something. We need to bring some weapons in for for whoever's the quarterback. Um, I guess one positive is we're gonna pick before the Lions. Uh, so I believe I don't know how many picks they got, but um, you know they might have a better record than us. So we're gonna get at least one of their picks before them. Hopefully we can get the wire sheet from TCU or do something. But I, I definitely want Roger to hurt to make his mind up because Cobb's going to be gone. I think we should keep Batiari. Um, but Jones getting paid 20, 20 mil a year is too much. Hopefully like they redo it or something because I do like him. He's an excellent playmaker. But, you know, that's too much for him. So it is what it is we got next year. Um but just like I said, the way to go out, the way we lost our last games, the last three years just sucks, man. Like knowing that, well, not this year, but the previous years that we could have won it all. But this year, I actually don't feel that bad because we 
we we weren't that good. So I saw that in person, and we all saw it on TV. We weren't that good of a team. So it is what it is. Go back, go. I think we can get it next year. A couple of good draft picks. All right, bye. Yeah, that is the hard part. Again, it's it's the way that we go out. And and you know, I said this last year, and I probably said it the year before. I, I that that was the big thing last year. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to fix a team that's already got everything that they need. We, for two years, were a top offense. We had all the defensive pieces that we needed. Injuries aside, who cares? Um, We had everything we needed. And we just could never get it done. And you can blame special teams all you want, but explain to me how we score 10 points at home um, on our own field against the 49ers. How does that happen? What does that have to do with special teams? What does that have to do with 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 uh, you know the the injuries? I mean, I know David Bakhtiari, but I mean, come on, come on. It's just it's the same thing every time. And um, again, it felt like this might be a better year. Felt like it might be different. I mean, you look how we came out of the playoffs or out of the uh, the bye week. It's usually when we really struggle, and this year we. That was when our team was revitalized, not necessarily the offense, but the defense was, and it felt like, who knows, man, maybe this is different. And we went out the exact same way we went out to the 49ers twice, the exact same way we went out to the um, the Buccaneers. We just we have an offense, and sometimes it's the defense too, but in this case it was the offense, uh, or I think in every case in Matt LaFleur's tenure, the, the offense just falls apart. We, we don't have an offense. We have not had an offense um, in any of these games that we've lost. And it's just, it's, what 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 are you supposed to do? How do you fix it? And, and, and again, it's hard to make a case for Rodgers because it's, okay, so we have this Hall of Fame MVP quarterback. We have this superstar rookie who had a great night. We've got a great offensive line that was completely healthy. So there goes your David Bakhtiari's injured excuse. And we have a great running back tandem. So what is the excuse? Well, what, we don't have the number one receiver in football anymore? So that's a requirement to win the Super Bowl now? And and the, the Chiefs have who again? Tyreek Hill. Oh, wait, no, he left. And they didn't seem to take a giant step back. Excuses, 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 excuses. Always excuses tired of the excuses you have what you need to win the only thing you have to bring to the table is the motivation the drive and the desire and every single time the offense just doesn't have it how do you fix that you go get more pieces and then what when that doesn't work you go get more pieces and when that doesn't work you get more pieces what happens when it's not the pieces what happens the issue isn't that we don't have pieces it's that we don't use the pieces we have so what good is getting more pieces? Why why spend more money in free agency and get all the picks and do all these things? For what? It's like building a race car, but the driver only wants to do 25. It's like, what do you do? Well, we need to soup up the engine, and we got to do this, and we start adding pieces and parts and doing all the tune-ups and tweaks to try to get this car to go faster. No, no, no. The car can do 200 miles an hour, no problem. That's not an issue. The problem is... We don't push the gas all the way down to the floor. We're, we're doing 25 miles an hour. You can overhaul the engine all you want. You can do whatever you want with the, the, the transmission, the steering, the 
engine, the suspension, the whatever goes into making a car go fast. I have no idea. Don't care. If you're consciously going 25 miles an hour, adding new pieces doesn't do anything. And that's what happens every year. What do you do about that? I'm not getting you a new race car. I'm pleading with you to push the freaking pedal to the floor just once. Well, if that wasn't the most Packers loss of this season, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is if uh, Matt LaFleur just has a problem in big games, if it's uh, Rodgers' fault. Um, but every time there's a big game you have to have, they just choke. They, they, I, don't, I don't understand any of what just happened. Um, and just like, I just don't get it, man. Like Rogers, what was that performance? Like get him off the team. I I don't care anymore. Like I know he has his good days or whatever, but average quarterback play wins that game because people were wide open the entire night and he just missed them. He threw interceptions. Uh, he got lucky on some of them that, uh, you know, they got called back for a, um, they got called. Sorry, I was just watching him cuss out a cameraman because he's following him in the locker room. Like, come on, man, you you play like garbage. Don't be mad at him. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, a bunch of the interceptions got, or one of the interceptions got called back, and, and Jones was wide open on yeah, that play. Christian Watson was wide open on another play where he went to Lazard. It's just, it's just truly, truly unbelievable. Um, but this is the 2022-2023 Packers, man. Uh, one team had nothing to play for and came and actually played a game. The other team had everything to play for, and they gave us that performance. Just disgusting stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, we squabble over the Aaron Rodgers thing, but what would this team be if we had a, a really, really elite quarterback? What if we had 2011 Rodgers or even... 2020 Rodgers on this team we would be shredding everybody but we don't we had 2022 Rodgers and that guy wasn't a very good quarterback and unfortunately even the 2020 Rodgers still had that choke factor because I don't know what the heck was going on there either and that that's the other thing is you look at the other past losses in the playoffs and you go well those are stiff defenses 49ers Tampa 49ers again top end defenses so you can rationalize and say, well, maybe they didn't choke. It was just just defense doing what good defenses do. But then you go up against the Lions and you choke at home, Sunday night, Lambeau Field in January. Really? We're going to talk about elite defenses? Maybe we should start having conversations about choking. Um, culture is terrible. And I don't know if that's a Rodgers thing, a LaFleur thing, or what. I I have to put it on LaFleur, although this goes this this issue predates LaFleur is is the biggest issue I'm having with that. Um Yeah, they, they just don't have they just don't have it. Whatever it is that um that gets a team up and ready, you know, that that Tom Brady mentality as much as I, I hate to even compare Rodgers and, and Brady that's always been the difference Rodgers has always been more talented of a thrower than Tom Brady will ever be I always said you know you look at Aaron Rodgers highlights and Tom Brady's highlights Rodgers worst highlight 
on his highlight reel is going to be better than any throw Tom Brady has. He Brady's just efficient. I mean, it's not it's not that they're not accurate. He throws accurate passes, some of them even down the field, believe it or not. It's just they're not these miraculous, oh my goodness, you know, running to your right, throwing across your body to your left, all this stuff, miraculous, right and stride type stuff. But that's one facet of being a great quarterback. And I always put a ton of stock into that because for me, being a quarterback is throwing the football and nobody throws the football better than Rodgers. But the undeniability, the the refusal to be denied that the, 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 that that attribute that Tom Brady has, that he's always had, when the game's on the line, you know he's going to march back. Now, I don't know necessarily about him today um, in his old age, how that's going. But um, that's always been his thing. And, and you see the team kind of rally. It, it's weird because I remember, this goes back to like the Mike Daniel days, I would remember when the the defense would actually be playing well and Rodgers would go out with an injury or something and the defense would fall apart. And it's like, why would you be impacted by that? Why are you missing tackles because the quarterback went out? It's such a weird thing. But you look at it too, and when you see these big games and you see Rodgers fall apart, the whole team falls apart. Conversely, you watch Tom Brady, and that guy is just playing out of his mind in big games. He refuses to be denied. He refuses to go out. He refuses to die. He he comes back and plays plays better and better as the game wears on. And, and the further behind they get, the more he just plays with intensity. And the rest of the team does too. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I'm just trying to make sense of it. But I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's different ways of being a great quarterback, and I just don't think that part of it has ever been a big Rodgers thing. It's not to say he hasn't had some good games in, in, in big games, because he has. He has had games where the defense has let him down. That's that's not deniable. But in recent history, yes, there's been other issues, but we've been seeing a lot of a lot of just stalling out from the offense recently and and again whether or not that's Rodgers fault or everybody else's fault the offensive line fault whatever it's the offense that's just been collapsing and sometimes defense and probably every time special teams except maybe in this game but again it, it's just you can't say great defense in this game because that's not the case and you know I know everybody well you know, they play too and and the Detroit Lions are actually a good football team and and you're not giving them the credit that they deserve Okay, so the defense, the, again, I'm supposed to give them credit for like seven drops, three picks, a fumble, going for it on fourth on a sweep. To, like, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, and, and then a missed field goal. And um, yeah, all, all of that is because of an elite defense that forced everybody to drop all these passes, make bad decisions, bad play calls, bad throws credit where it's due but it's not it it ain't due there i'm not going to bow down and give credit to the detroit lions defense that teams have been kicking the living daylights out of all year and when you're when the season is on the line and you have your first ballot hall of famer you're telling me you're not gonna be able to move the ball come on man 
And again, I just, I just, I really just don't want to hear the excuses. I don't know exactly what they'll be. I've heard a couple. Rogers is under duress the whole game, and uh, I don't know what else there could possibly be. But just, I, I just, I just don't want to hear it. You know, from 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 anybody. There's no excuse for that. And again, Isaiah freaking bugs was getting. This is probably the only game in his entire career where he's been highlighted that much as being such a disruptive force in the middle. Isaiah Bugs. And they showed the highlight, and he, 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 the first clip they showed, he destroyed Josh Myers. The second clip, he destroyed Elton Jenkins. And the third clip, he destroyed John Runyon. He just, in three plays, wrecked all three interior offensive linemen. How embarrassing for a team that has really got this offensive line just, just going. And then Yash, who's been a capable enough offensive lineman, gets kicked off the starting roster because he's playing like such hot garbage. So Zach Tom has to come in, and David Bakhtiari's getting called for holding penalties. And and again, it's just it's all the way down the line. Like every single human being, and even Aaron Jones, who I never want to say a bad word about, putting the ball on the ground. I mean, outside of what, Dylan and Watson, did anybody do anything worthy of praise on this offense? Zach Tom, the announcers uh, praised him in the very next play. He allowed a tackle in the backfield. I don't know. I got to get out of here. We got a lot more calls to do. We'll be going through them all. Uh, keep them coming in, 608-501-0718. I got to go to bed. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.